You're listening to Happy Healthy Hormones with Dr. Chris. Are you tired of the short-term patch to your health problems? Is avoiding medications and surgeries important to you? If you answered yes, then your prayers have been answered. Dr. Chris has been helping people transform their health for over a decade. He's a world-renowned health expert who specializes in holistic health. He's a professional speaker, chiropractor, and international best-selling author. It's his mission to help you reach your full God-given potential through holistic health and healing. Get ready to be inspired and transformed. Here's your host, Dr. Chris. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. This is the show where disease takes a dive and people come to thrive. And today, I'm going to be talking to you about how to survive the grocery store, because right now, it is tough to wiggle your way through all the aisles, understanding what is good for you, what's not, trying to weave your way and understand the shopping tricks and the food industry tricks that are out there and their marketing and their sly ways of making you believe that something is healthy for yourself when really it's not. It's doing the total opposite. It's becoming an anti-nutrient in your body, meaning it's taking nutrients away, not giving your body nutrients. And then that this leads towards chronic sickness. And so it really starts with what you're giving your body. What are you putting in your body to help your body be your best? And today I want to help you understand that a little bit better. So I'm going to help you start to understand how to plan to succeed. Because when you walk into that grocery store, you've got to have a plan. If you don't have a plan, you're going to get distracted. You're going to put things in your cart that are not going to be good for you or that are going to create disease or inflammation, maybe even underlying inflammation that you think at the moment is not creating a big issue in your life because you might eat that food. It doesn't seem to manifest any physical symptom that you can feel, but that underlying inflammation is what creates the chronic long-term problems because over time that slowly wears your body down day after day, hour after hour until eventually maybe a year from now, five years, 10 years, 20 years from now, you're having some really serious issues and you're wondering where it came from when it might've just been the things you were putting in your body in the first place. And it all starts with what you're putting in your cart. At the end of the day, I want you to understand as we go through things today, that it's all about control of what you're putting into your body. Having a little bit of self-control goes a long way, but you don't have to be perfect because, you know, I get it. We have our moments of weakness. We want to have that little treat because we've been doing good or maybe we've had a little bit of a stressful day. Hey, I get it. But when it becomes a chronic thing, when it becomes the six out of seven days, it doesn't become the 80-20 rule anymore, then that's when you really start to get yourself in trouble. So number one plan to succeed when you're going to the grocery store is that you bring a list. That's right. You bring a list, stay focused. It'll help you avoid the impulse buys. But at the end of the day, you can only eat what is in your pantries, what's in your fridge. And you have control over that. Now, maybe you don't have control over that because you're not the one doing the grocery shopping. Hey, but maybe you can uh, go on to the website and have people listen to this. Those people that are in charge of your groceries so that they can start to understand why it's such a big deal and why it's so important and why it starts there. You know, especially if you have kids, this is huge. If you have kids, you know what? man, it it is so imperative that you start these good habits now. And at the end of the day, you know, your kids might whine and fuss and give you a bad time, but they will thank you later. I guarantee it. They will not starve. They will eat. And hey, sometimes if the kid has to go to bed hungry, hey, they have to go to bed hungry because at the end of the day, their health is too important. And your responsibility as a parent is too great of a responsibility to just give in and, and let them have 
that sugar, that food that's not really giving them the right stuff in the first place. And if it's not in the house in the first place, then you don't even have to worry about it. You know, my mom always used to tell me, this isn't a restaurant, right? How true is that? It's not a restaurant. You know, you don't get to just pick and serve whatever you want. You know, there's a certain thing on the menu tonight and that's what you're eating. There's certain things in the house that you're going to eat and that's what it is. So let's get into it today. So plan to succeed is number one, bring a list, stay focused. Second thing you want to do is understand that the borders is where you want to shop around. You don't want to get into those aisles because in the aisles are where all the bad food is. That's where all the processed preservatives, all the the crud that's just going to create some pretty bad, nasty things in your life that you don't want to deal with. Trust me. So I'm going to keep it around there. That's where the live food is, is around the borders, the outside of the grocery store aisles, not inside the aisles. That's where all the dead food is. And, you know, food is not any good to you when it's dead. Uh, also understand that you've got to put in quality over quantity. Hey, I know they have the bargain shopping, the bulk food, whatever it is. Now, sometimes the bulk food bins are good and you can get some good quality foods in there, but I'm talking like the value packs of things like, oh, wow, you know what? This isn't maybe organic or this or that. And it has a few extra additives in it, but hey, you know what? It's so much cheaper. It's this huge five gallon bucket of whatever it is. You can't sacrifice that because cheaper ain't always better. Quality is really king. And then fresh is best. At best, when you go into the market, into the grocery store, your produce is at least a week old by the time you get it. Minimum. Now, if you're buying a produce that isn't even in season in your general vicinity, in your region, then that means they're importing it from somewhere far away. Maybe another country that's halfway across the world, you know, it's going to be even older than that. And the longer it's removed from its source, you know, the the longer that apple is removed from the tree or that carrot is pulled from the ground, it's not getting that nutrient. It's not getting that life force um, from the earth and it starts to diminish in its healing effects. The other thing are farmer's markets. This is huge because this is where you actually understand where your food source is coming from. You can talk to the farmers, understand whether they're spraying it with chemicals. Maybe it's organic, but they don't get it USDA organic certified because that's really expensive for a small farmer. So these are all just the basics. When you go into that grocery store, you go into putting food in your home, what you should be looking at and just some key foundational principles. Now, the next thing we want to look at too is looking to buy organic. Now, organic is definitely best. 85% of our food supply have been tested to have pesticides on them. Now, with all the research coming out with glyphosates from Roundup and other herbicides and pesticides, about a billion pounds of chemicals are sprayed on our crops every single year. And this is contributing to a lot of things like infertility, a lot of digestive problems, which when you start to affect the digestive system, it starts to create all kinds of issues, all kinds of autoimmune issues like RA, lupus, gluten sensitivities, things like autoimmune thyroid issues, all kinds of problems come from this, not to mention all the digestive issues. And that's directly correlated with affecting our nervous system, which when our nervous system is affected, it affects everything. And so these chemicals start to bioaccumulate in our body and they start to lead towards all those issues we just talked about, even things like allergies or headaches or cancer, or other chronic diseases. So on average, there's a 30% decrease in chemical residues when you're buying organic. So at the end of the day, you want to do whatever possible to lower your toxic load. Now I get it. If you're on a budget, then you might need to turn towards some things buying organic and other things that maybe don't have as high of a chemical residue because of the nature of, of how they grow and how they're raised. Then you might be able to do that, but at all costs, try to lower that 
toxic load. A good resource is called ewg.org, and you can look at that website. They have all kinds of really cool resources to help lower your toxic burden. And one of those things as well is they have something called the Clean 15 and the Dirty Dozen. And this comes out every year. Most years, it's pretty much the same. It doesn't really change a whole lot, but it can. And what it covers are the 15 cleanest foods, produce. So these are things like avocados, sweet corn, pineapples, cabbages, onions, sweet peas, papayas, asparagus and mangoes are on there, even eggplants, honeydew, kiwis, and cantaloupe, even cauliflower and broccoli are all on there. So these are things that you could get conventionally that have a lesser load of toxicity in them versus the dirty dozen are produce that you want to stay away from at all costs unless it's organic. These are things like strawberries, spinach, nectarines, apples, grapes, peaches and cherries, uh, pears and tomatoes, uh, celery, even potatoes and bell peppers. So you notice a lot of those things that have a thinner skin are usually more susceptible and are sprayed more commonly. It's not a, a hard firm rule, uh, but it's kind of that that uh, leading edge there. So one of the things you want to think about. Now, we talked about fresh is best. Now, why is fresh best? Because it's going to have the most nutrients, minerals, enzymes, all the things that are going to be really important for you to get the most out of your food. Because remember, we want to be eating to live, not living to eat. And that's a real distinguishing factor between most people's approach to food in our culture today. It's all about just eating to try to fill a void or an emotional eat or just eat because we want to have that addiction, or we don't want to have that addiction, but we have that addiction to the sugars and the, the carbs and all those things that are often associated in our supermarkets, in the restaurants, on TV. So fresh is best because it's always going to have all the enzymes and cofactors and high density of nutrients versus the second best is going to be frozen. Now, while it's going to have a lot of those other things that I just mentioned, those are going to be diminished, and a lot of times that happens the most when it's prepared because then those frozen foods are oftentimes heated up, and then we start to lose those nutrients when we start to heat things up. And then the last is going to be boxed or canned foods. Now, canned foods can be really good if they're in, you know, most of the times when we do it at home, when they're in glass jars and we aren't using any kind of chemical in the inside lining of that can, but when you're getting the metal cans in the store, uh, those are going to have a, a BPA lining in there, which is going to help things slide in and out of the can so they don't stick. But those have a lot of carcinogenic effects. So you definitely, if you're going to use anything like that, make sure you're definitely rinsing them really well. But again, they're going to have less nutrients as well because a lot of times those cans, especially even when we do it at home, are heated up so that they can be shelf stable, which is going to also lower a lot of those vitamins and nutrients as well. So just understand that. But again, another reason to shop the borders and stay away from those aisles because that is where all the boxed or canned foods lie. So make sure we really understand that also. And then you want to take the approach to filling your grocery cart like you would want to fill your plate at the dinner table. So the majority of it should be raw veggies. So if you're looking at like a pie chart, at least 50% of your plate should be raw veggies. Then another 20%, maybe a light steamed or roasted veggie. And then meat, it's going to be about 30%, give or take. But if you're a vegetarian, you're going to use things like lentils, nuts, maybe fermented soy, even eggs if you're that type of vegetarian. Uh, but you can break that down to where you're maybe a 20% split on the meat 
and then another 10% split to a low starch veggie, like maybe a sweet potato or a low grain carb like quinoa as well. So all good options, but that's how you should be filling your cart as well. So when you look at your cart, it's going across the conveyor belt and you're looking at all the food that you've bought, that should really be the layout of it. The majority should be that, that strong majority of veggies, then meats, a little fruit if you need to have that as well, and then try to really get your fruit in season. And then, you know, maybe a, a whole grain, maybe a gluten-free grain like the quinoa are a great source. Then the other thing with produce is when you're shopping, obviously we want to get lots of greens, but we want to mix our greens up. So you want to get spring mixes, spinach, arugula, uh, collard greens. The thing you kind of want to stay away from is iceberg lettuce because it doesn't really have much nutritional value at all. So I just really try to stay away from that completely. If you're going to eat something, you might as well get some impact from it. And then also seasonally buying things helps rotate our foods. So you don't want to just eat the same thing over and over again. If you can avoid it, try to follow the seasons. You know, if the, the strawberries are out, hey, start to eat the strawberries. If there's a certain type of spinach that's out, hey, try to eat that. If it's, you know, the asparagus time of the year, hey, make sure you're getting the asparagus in. But just try to change those up, eat in the local seasons whenever possible. Now, obviously, if you live in a place that's in the top half of the United States, then there's going to be probably three months or more out of the year, maybe even six months, depending on where you're at, that you're not going to get any of that fresh produce uh, because nothing's growing. So that's where you're going to depend on some of those other seasons and those other areas of the world or the country. And then make sure you get lots of herbs in your foods. Make sure you're getting lots of raw herbs, the fresh herbs. You can do the dried herbs. Make sure you're using lots of herbs in all your cooking as well. Layer those things up. You can't get enough herbs because those are the superfoods on steroids. And then pick out your veggies like a rainbow. And this is super important because different colors of the rainbow in produce have different health benefits. So for instance, when we look at things like red, red, so maybe strawberries or tomatoes or think of the different red veggies out there, red bell peppers, they improve heart and blood health and also support the joints versus more orange foods, maybe carrots or an orange to prevent are great to prevent cancer, to promote collagen growth as well. So collagen is going to help keep you looking young and and that skin nice and tight and all those things you're looking for, kind of like the anti-aging color. And then yellow also helps with your heart, your vision, digestion, and immune system. These are, you know, think of a banana or a, a lemon. And then we also look at green foods. So these are going to be things that are going to be more detoxifiers. These are going to be things that are great at helping uh, combat cancer as well. And just really improving that immune system and fighting off free radicals. And then the other one we're going to look at is going to be blue or purples. This is really the, the strong anti-aging color. So this is going to help improve mineral absorption, very powerful antioxidant. So think blueberries, for instance, eggplant, and then white is going to activate our natural killer cells. So this is really important for a strong immune system. Think about garlic or think about certain types of onions, all great sources. So really make sure you're trying to eat the rainbow throughout the day if you can. And one of the easiest ways to get this in is just through your salad, right? A salad should be a part of your meal at least once a day, if not a couple of times a day for sure. And then the last thing when we're looking at produce is when you're going to get fruit, try to pick the lower glycemic fruits, meaning the, the fruits with less sugar in them. So this is going to be things like Granny Smith apples, berries, so blueberries, strawberries, blackberries, your citrus fruits, so 
oranges are a great source for that. And then make sure, this is a little side tip, but when you're getting produce, you wanna look for the little sticker on every produce that has a little sticker. It has a, either a five or a four digit code on it. And if you see it start with a nine, then you're fine because that means it's organic if it starts with a nine. If it starts with a four and it's only a four digit code, that's gonna be conventional and that's gonna be things that again, you're gonna to try to wanna to limit. Definitely only have those things if they're in the clean 15. If not, stay away from those things. So remember, nine, you're fine. Four, stay away from it if possible. Now let's also look at meats because meats is one of the sources where you could clean up the the easiest and it'll have one of the biggest impacts. So you will really want to focus on getting those organic grass-fed meats, no antibiotics or growth hormones. Anything wild caught is great, especially things like wild caught fish, deer, elk, amazing. But minimize the consumption of your big fish. So these are going to be more things like tuna, swordfish, orange roughy, because those are going to have more bioaccumulation of toxins that they can pick up in the oceans, especially things like mercury. And then the other thing with fish is you want to avoid farm-raised fish at all costs. So really make sure you're checking those labels. If it doesn't say wild caught and where it's caught, then just stay away from it because that farm fresh, farm fresh, right? Another trick, farm fresh is not fresh at all. It's some of the most toxic, sick disease meat you can get highly inflammatory and then also we want to stay away from more acidic meats not just the farm fish because those are very acidic but also things like pork and shellfish not to mean you can never have those things the pork and the shellfish just really limit those things maybe like the, those special occasions the barbecue you have once in a while but definitely not a consistent part of your of your diet or of your life the other thing we want to look at too is when we look at meats, is we want to avoid the processed meats when, when at all possible. So the lutch meats, the meat platters, those just have different nitrates, more processed, and instead try to cook up whole chickens or turkeys. So that's what we do is we'll actually order every spring a bunch of whole grass-fed chickens, and this happens really uh, at the beginning of the year. We order it around springtime. They're ready by about July, and then we have a bunch of frozen chickens that we can put in a crock pot um, they, we leave them, they cook, they're amazing. And then anything we don't use, we just freeze up and we can use it as lunch meat. If we want, we can use it, to put it on our salads, whatever. Uh, but that's really an amazing way to do it. And then also when you cook your meats, certain meats, you want to cook more rare. For instance, beef, you want to cook more rare, uh, fish. You want to try to cook more on the rare side if possible, uh, depending on what type of fish it is. Like, so for instance, tuna, definitely more rare for sure. Uh, wild caught fish, you know, it, it's a great source like we talked about. So don't just cook all the nutrients out of those things. While chicken, typically you want to cook that. You definitely want to cook that through. Uh, you also want to obviously moist, but cook that through. And that's a, that's a really easy way to do. But if you can get the farm fresh meats, if you can, can go to a local farmer, um, get a whole beef, whatever, those are just great sources of food for you and really your entire family. Now, the next thing we want to look at um, is also eggs and dairy. So on that same train of thought, when we look at eggs and dairy, again, you want to make sure that those are come from grass-fed, organic, pasture-raised chickens. Local sources are usually best because you don't always know where things come from when you're seeing them in the in the grocery store and in the market. But when you're looking at dairy, you should really be looking at raw sources of dairy because raw sources are going to have the enzymes you need, the raw cheese, the raw milk, the kefir. Those are all really great sources as well. And there are also dairy alternatives too. So if you really need dairy for something, but you only have access to pasteurized dairy, then coconut and almond milk are great sources if you're looking for a milk alternative. And then really try to stay away from anything that has 
buzzwords like omega-3 enriched or added probiotics because it's really not what your body really needs. And you're like, oh, Dr. Chris, I'm getting my probiotics from my yogurt at the store. Yeah, not really the best source for sure. And then sweeteners. When we look at sweeteners, there are all kinds of tricks out there with sweeteners. But really, at the end of the day, if you can avoid anything with a yellow, pink, or blue packet, that's great. Versus good sources are going to be things like stevia, raw honey, coconut sugar, sugars that are derived from monk fruit. These are all amazing and have really low glycemic loads. But don't be fooled. Read the label. Even things like Truvia, which looks like it's like stevia. It has stevia in it, but one of the first ingredients is actually malodextrin, which is just sugar. And again, even these good sources should be in moderation and on occasion, not an all-the-time sort of thing. But at the end of the day, read the labels. Really follow the rule of five, which means if it has more than five ingredients on the back, really be wary of it. If it has more than 10 ingredients, you probably don't want to even buy it about 95% of the time. I mean, they even have sugar in salt, right? Salt should have one ingredient, salt. But when you look at like the back of Morton's salt, it has dextrose, which is a sugar, has all these other anti-caking agents in it. So if you can't read it, if you can't pronounce it, don't buy it. Condiments and sauces are some of the biggest offenders with these things, especially added sugars. But just pay more attention to actually the ingredients versus the nutritional facts. So, hey, how much sugar does it have or how how many carbs or how much protein? Those are all great macro uh, statistics, but really the ingredients are where it's going to make the biggest difference for you. And then really when we look at misleading labels, You really want to look out for things like cage-free and free-range. What does that really mean? Do they just have access to a 20-square-foot area for a 1,000 chickens that they never even go outside because they can't even walk because they still have uh, growth hormones that they're getting injected? That's a really big one to understand. That's why I really encourage locally sourced eggs. Uh, It says no hormones, no artificial hormones added. Well, it could have other types of hormones added. Um, Farmed fish, we talked about. Anything that says natural, the omega uh, fortified, anything that says diet, sugar-free, no trans fat or low fat, all stay away from because these are just things that are replaced with some alternative form of sugar like the bad sugars that we talked about or they strip out fat by again adding more sugar or the trans fat is really still trans fat but they just market it and label it in a way where they don't have to report it as a trans fat. So there's all kinds of tricks out there but if you see those things, just try to avoid those at all cost. And then there are some must-avoid ingredients as well, things like BHA, BHT, high-fructose corn syrup. MSG is a tricky one. Anything that has the word natural flavoring, yeast in the word, hydrolyzed in the word, or glutamic acid or sodium cassinate. These are all other words for MSG. And then there's about 56 different forms of sugar in the names, but some of the big offenders, anything ending in O-S-E or malodextrin or that has the word syrup in it, just try to stay away from as well. So those are just some big ones for sure. And then just give you some other resources. Again, we talked about the ewg.org. Try to buy bulk foods when you can. There's an app called What's On My Food app. You can download that. It'll tell you if it's really pesticide-driven or if it's toxic. And then at the end of the day, the most important thing when you're going to the grocery store is create that routine. You'll start to learn where the good foods are, where the dangerous foods are. Start to learn the basics. Um, never assume anything. Always read the labels and just help this become a second nature for you because once it becomes second nature, it'll just be something you can do automatically. And as long as you start to just follow this plan and you you start to do this 80% of the time, 
it'll become consistent. It'll start to become a natural thing for you. Uh, your grocery shopping will become quicker. It'll help you avoid the aisles, which is where all the congestion is anyways. And you'll get some really amazing results because at the end of the day, you become what you eat and you also become what your food ate. So let's help you get the best sources of things in your body. Take the time in the beginning. It might take you a little bit more time to get through the grocery store, but I guarantee it'll become quicker for you. You'll become healthier because of it. You'll have more energy, which means you'll become more productive, which means you'll have more time to do other things that you really value in your life, not just having to be in the grocery store, not being sick in a hospital and medicated. So remember, your body needs no help healing. It just needs no interference. Start with the grocery store. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please help more people in reaching their fullest potential and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. For show notes and other free resources we mentioned today, go to newedgewellness.com.